Welcome to DealCast, the M&A podcast brought to you by the Merger Market and Deal Reporter editorial teams. I'm Dean McRoby, journalist at Deal Reporter, and welcome to today's episode. Today we'll be discussing last year in M&A. And please welcome today's guests. We have Claude Risner, private equity reporter at Merger Market, and we have Jonathan Klonofsky, research editor, EMEA Merger Market. So uh, we'll start with uh, with Jonathan. Jonathan, was 2018 a good year for M&A? Uh, it's a good question, because if you, if you solely look at the numbers, you'd say, yes, it was one of the highest years on Merger Market record. If you look at the value, we've seen several deals above 50 billion uh, companies with healthy balance sheets making these huge acquisitions. It's dry for tech. But at the same time, you've got this growing uncertainty and there was a clear dip in activity in the second half of the year and particularly in Q4. So you know, it was quite clearly a year of two halves and there'll definitely be concern as to whether you know this, this lower activity in the second half will continue into, into 2019. And Claude, looking just at the UK, would you say the same is true? Yeah, well, I, I think um, the picture that Jonathan um, put across for the, for the whole of um, the world, to some extent, actually uh, is also accurate for the UK. So um, the kind of headline was that we were on track for a, a bumper year in M&A in 2018. And then when it came to Q4, we just had a, a dramatic decline in M&A volumes and values. Um, and of course, you know there are no surprises for the reason for that. Pretty much everyone puts it down to Brexit uncertainty, um, and you know we kind of expect that to continue into this quarter as well. Um, as of course we don't really know where Brexit is going to lead to or what it's going to end up. So that uncertainty is still there in the market and still kind of suppressing M and A. Now, Jonathan, beyond just Brexit, looking overseas, what was the political impact on M&A? What other political events um, might have affected the deal volume we saw last year? Uh, So one of the key things with politics, certainly in the last couple of years, has been the growing levels of protectionism that that we've seen globally. And, you know, last year did increase in terms of the value, but if you look deeper into that, the majority of that increase was down to domestic M&A rather than cross-border. And we've seen companies slightly less willing to do these really high-profile cross-border deals because they're not sure whether governments are going to be uh, are, are going to block them in a way that they weren't really doing in recent years. So we've seen the likes of the UK and Germany bringing in these kind of more interventionist measures to, uh, you know, in terms of national security to look deeper into into foreign investments and we've seen deals particularly from China um, blocked on on the grounds of uh, national security. Now where did we see M&A activity? Uh, so one of the main drivers has been tech and innovation that's that's been something that has um, has been prevalent for the last couple of years um, just simply because of the you know changing world that we that we live in the way that we as consumers interact with 
products and services has completely changed in the last five years and these sort of older, more traditional companies have to keep up with that and that means investing in, in tech and innovation and that has therefore led to, to a lot of um, um, investment into, into, into tech. You've also had companies slightly changing tack. If you, if you look at something like um, Coca-Cola... Pepsi, you know, the, the acquisitions that they've made in Costa and SodaStream, they're moving away from their more traditional products as consumers become more um, more conscious of, of what they're consuming and they're moving away from these types of unhealthy products and, um, and into sort of greener, more health-conscious health products and companies have to adapt to that. Now, Claude, where did we, at least in the three quarters of last year, see uh, deals being done in the UK? Well, if, if you look at the UK by sector, um, media was uh, an incredibly active space in 2018. So, you know, of course, there were some huge mega deals which kind of skewed the numbers a little bit. So there was uh, Sky Comcast, for example. Um, and, you know, if probably the, I think the next biggest sector um, might have been and pharmaceuticals. Um, so, you know, the, I guess the kind of link between those two sectors is actually, to some extent, they're kind of Brexit-proof. So if you look at sectors like industrials and retail, um, they're quite vulnerable to uh, issues with supply chains um, and, you know, therefore Brexit might have put a, a kind of dampener on activity in those sectors. Um, media, pharmaceuticals, medical, it's perhaps not quite so much of an issue. Um, and therefore, in 2018 as a whole, those sectors were really active. And what about the consumer sector? How do you think it's being affected at the moment by, by political issues or um, perhaps economic concerns? Um, well, uh, consumer, I think... Um, Right across the world, um, I guess particularly in retail, um, it's really struggling. Um, and that goes for the UK as well. Um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, it's partly that could be down to um, uh, issues with supply chains, much like we've seen in industrials. Um, but... Uh, People are shopping differently, and as Jonathan said, technology is completely changing the way we um, do our shopping. And Amazon and these businesses are completely disrupting the market. Um, so that's a real issue there as well. So looking ahead, Jonathan, what will determine whether 2019 is a good year for m and um, I think one of the key things is, is whether this uncertainty lifts. I think that's what kind of brought m and down in... Um, towards the end of 2018, we've got a lot of people predicting that we're going to see an economic downturn fairly soon. You know, so the longer that that kind of that we kind of can hold that off, and should geopolitical uncertainty lift, then then we will see more more M and A. I mean, as, as Claude said, with with Brexit. Um, that was the the key reason why why the UK saw its lowest quarterly value since the referendum. 
So, Jonathan, Claude mentioned media and pharmaceuticals as potentially Brexit-proof segments or Brexit-proof sectors uh, for takeover interest. And I'm wondering what you see as a recession-proof approach to M&A looking ahead to 2019. So one area that I think could potentially capitalize on the uncertainty is private equity. We know that they hold large amounts of dry powder, which they need to deploy, uh, and so we may see them kind of bargain hunting um, in that uncertainty with cheaper assets. And Claude, what do you think will determine whether next year is a good year for M&A? What could what could make or break it? Um, yeah, that's a very difficult question to answer, Dean. But um, you know, we've spoken about lots of kind of big global trends which are really affecting M and A politics, uh, all of that type of stuff. What sort of really drove M and A last year, as well as the stuff that Jonathan talked about with um, you know technological changes and things like that is um, corporate tax cuts in the U.S. gave big American corporates a huge amount of money um, to go and spend abroad. Um, and, you know, that's probably going to be a, a, a huge force uh, this year as well. Um, you know, interestingly, we've kind of seen a shake-up in the public equity markets over the last kind of quarter, um, and that could lead to a, a, a big sort of trend in take privates um, this year as well. So um, that could lead to lots of deals being done, lots of opportunities out there, um, you know, for perhaps for some of the large uh, global private equity funds. Um, China, again, Jonathan mentioned this earlier, that's another um, sort of huge force. Um, will Chinese corporates... Um, sort of go abroad, go into Europe, uh, the US, um, and try and do deals again like they were doing in the past? Um, or will sort of CFIUS-type regulation in the US and its European equivalents um, make that really difficult to do? So those are some other things to look out for, but um, it's difficult to, to know just yet. Now, Jonathan, are you feeling good about this coming year? Uh, uh, yes, to a certain extent. I think a lot of the fundamentals that we've had in recent years as to why M&A has been so active still remain. But we can't get past the fact that there is gl- growing levels of uncertainty both in Europe and abroad, um, which will obviously lead to slightly subdued levels um, in 2019. Great, thank you. This has been DealCast, the M&A podcast brought to you by the Merger Market and Deal Reporter editorial teams. Thank you for joining us and see you next time.